Hello and welcome to season two of Not Another Witch podcast because does the world really need another witchcraft podcast? No. And also yes. But we're gonna do it anyway. I'm Vicky aka the Aphrodisian Witch and this is the first episode I am recording <laughs> in months. The title of this episode is Where the Hell Have You Been Vicky? because I took a little bit of a break from social media, which was meant to be like, I don't know, a week, two weeks, month tops. And I think we're coming into my third month of being in hermit mode. And a lot of shit has happened in my life that has really made me take stock of where I'm actually at. And it's put a lot of my business stuff in places that I didn't really think I would be with my <laughs> with my business stuff. So I felt like it was a good time to start a new season of the podcast. At the time of recording, I think we're coming up to about 10 months since we launched this podcast. I think there was 19 episodes in season one. And so it feels like a good time to kind of start a new chapter when it comes to this podcast. And I don't really think that I can keep at the podcast in the same view that I was doing before, because what the last couple of months have told me and taught me is that a lot of my business is not sustainable for me, which I've actually known for a really long time, but also even just the energy that I was focusing on within the business of constantly teaching, constantly mentoring, very much putting my energy outwards and being helpful for other people and very practical and not so much focused uniquely kind of from my experiences, but very focused on like, okay, what are some tools that you can actually work with? How I can transform my own experiences to help other people, which has very much been what's been asked for by my audience and I am running on empty. So I just kind of wanted to record essentially just a podcast episode of just letting folks know what the hell has been going on with my life. I do believe that it's really healthy to not tell everyone everything. So obviously this is not the whole story at all. And there are a lot of things that I don't really feel comfortable letting folks in on just yet or ever. So know that this is not everything. This is not the whole story. But I think it's important to kind of let folks know where I'm at because my experiences for the last couple of months have shifted what I actually feel like the Aphrodisian Witch will be doing going forward. Obviously, I could totally just pivot my business and not tell anyone anything However, I have also had quite a few messages from people being like, are you okay? Are you dead? <laughs> like, what's going on? And also, this podcast has been so impactful for so many people because I've had so many wonderful messages. And I also know this is going to have a ton of impact and people won't be letting me know because you have no obligation to. <laughs> so the podcast is still carrying on. I just want to like, I just want to say that if anyone's worrying this podcast is going to go, that's, that's not what this is about. But I very much feel like moving forward, a lot of the business, it is going to be shifting. I am really going to be trying to make it more sustainable. So to give folks a little bit of context, 
Um, I've just done, I think, the Aphrodisian Witch's second birthday at the beginning of the month. I, again, have been offline. So usually I, well, I say usually, I suppose it's only been one birthday and then it was the launch before that. But last year I did like a little celebration um, and I was kind of planning on doing maybe like a flash sale on MMMS or something like that. But the timing just hasn't aligned and I'm really trying not to force it. So I've been doing this in kind of the Aphrodisian Witch business and in that name for for about two years at this point. And I very much started it as a passion project, as a bit of a hobby. And then as folks wanted to learn a little bit more about witchcraft and astrology, I started talking a little bit more about that online. And then suddenly people were trying to ask me to like read charts and and do that sort of stuff. And it very much happened slowly. And I, as I began to do more stuff within the business and I guess treat it as a business, I realized that I absolutely fucking loved doing what I was doing. I started creating Rosewitch Coven, which was my first course. I did classes. Um, and then obviously my Instagram kind of took off. And at the time of recording, we're on like, I don't know, 46.5K, which is wild to me. Also wild because like, since I've been offline, I've grown by like 200 or 300 followers, which is absolutely wild. And that's one of the reasons why I adore social media is that it's still having that impact, even if you're not necessarily showing up online. And that's why I love reels as like, a little business aside, even though currently nothing fills me with dread more than making reels. So this is why I'm like, okay, I can do this for like a podcast episode and we'll like ease our way back into doing business stuff. So I've been doing this for quite a while and for the longest time, it was very much what I did in my free time. I, previous to this becoming like my full-time gig, I was working in the family business, kind of in an office job, not necessarily anything that I was passionate about, um, but it allowed me to have the stability so that I could try stuff with the business. I didn't have to have it paying the bills, even when it started making like pretty good money for a relatively young business that I didn't really set out to make and it's all online and um, kind of in a new... (laughs) sphere as far as like yeah internet digital witchery is kind of a a relatively new thing in the way that in the way that I've kind of stumbled into it and then as the kind of business grew and grew and grew I started hating my day job (laughs) like wow I could be doing so much more work at home I was working a lot but I would use my business to recharge which I know probably so many people are going to listen to this and be like, well, that's not healthy. (laughs) But very much at that point, I was like, I, the work that I do in my business does not feel like work. It feels like doing a hobby. And I'm also getting paid for it. And I also work quite well with like deadlines. So if there is like a client call I have to show up for, there are a particular, I don't know, some resources that need to be made for a particular class. Like I can, that actually really works for me. And the nature of this business, obviously it is very self-led. So if I just decided I wanted to, you know, kind of hyperfixating about mushrooms right now, I can actually make money off that hyperfixation. And obviously it's not all about making money because I'm like, I think that also has to be a need there. But also for me personally, 
having that almost outside accountability of like, okay, this is something that other people might find helpful and therefore I could put it as an offering. Even if I don't have to like market loads, even if I just chuck it in a couple of emails and it just stays on my website, ready for whoever needs it, which is like basically all of my masterclasses. I just don't market them at all aside from like on this podcast, but really not on Instagram at all. It kind of pushes me to be like, okay, cool. Yeah, let me solidify my knowledge on what I know about like mushrooms or what I know about Aphrodite, which is something that obviously, why would I do that (laughs) if it wasn't specifically for other people? I mean, I'm sure I could do it for myself, but I just know I wouldn't do that. So for the longest time, probably up until a couple of months ago, maybe like six months ago, my business was very much, yes, my business, but also my hobby. And it pushed me to do more in my spirituality. Obviously tied into this is like my priestesshood with Aphrodite as well. And like, wow, I can tie all of these things together. I can help people. I have found community, all of this stuff, which is obviously what a lot of the stuff that I got into this work for and then when it got to the point where I was like okay I actually think I can make this like my full-time thing like this is making enough money reliably and add into this that I am chronically ill and disabled and autistic neurodivergent and the actual going into the office consistently really was not working for me And having something that I could do from home, especially like the written reports where I can be like in bed, I can have all my stuff around me that I need to be comfortable. It was becoming less and less manageable to do this day job where I had to like, I I couldn't do it on my own schedule. And kind of the timing happened right um, that I could then kind of step away from my day job, from what is like the family business and kind of go full time with the aphrodisian which have it be my my sole income and that was like june um very much previously i was like working like one or two days a week but like from okay there is like no more um consistent income coming in every month um which is obviously a huge thing that was like yeah that really wasn't that long ago and i really threw myself into work. The increased time and energy and capacity really suited me. Um, Obviously about a month after I stopped working, I actually think it was more like two or three weeks, I started opening MMS, uh, Magical Misfit Mystery School. And that kind of took up all my time. And then obviously Instagram and also even just trying to like rebalance stuff with like Alex. That's also a lot because previously I had been out of the house for a couple of days a week. Alex was then working more, so he was out of the house more. So even just trying to understand that dynamic, um, that plus then not really having any structure basically got me working like 80 to 100 hours plus a week on the business. And I know this is a story that if you are self-employed, um, you probably 100% understand. It's something that I didn't really understand how easy it was to slip into because there is always something to be done. Yes, there are like, you know, teaching and the stuff, you know, doing content creation and um, the stuff which is visible to others, but also stuff like bookkeeping, training, editing the podcast, editing reels, copywriting, website maintenance, marketing, like I, you know, emails for 
PR or whatever, like all of this stuff, there's always something to be done. There's always a huge list of stuff to be done. And I do have um, some wonderful help. Hi, Ruby. If you're listening to this, you are wonderful. And trying to find that balance because there is a lot of stuff that obviously still needs my touch. So I realized that I was working a lot, but it was very much like, okay, once I get through like the initial stages of Magical Misfit Mystery School, I can kind of start to scale it back. And I'm kind of going to get into my groove with being self-employed and when, when, when. And basically I woke up one day (laughs) and I was so worried that I I had like become depressed again because my depression has been really good recently um because I literally woke up and I didn't want to do work um I felt so exhausted by even the expectation of doing any kind of work um when it comes to business opening my phone going on Instagram answering DMs answering emails all of it suddenly became so much And the disconnection from the business, from the spirit of the business, really took me by surprise because I've never actually felt it in that way before. And also because of this and because of the nature of my business being a spiritual business, I also hit such intense burnout that I found my spirituality had also felt like it had hit a brick wall. And obviously then combining that stuff my connection to Aphrodite very much was like, okay, we're just pausing right now and I'm not worrying about mentoring other people. I'm focused on myself. Um, I did postpone like my client calls for like, I took like a month off, which I was really proud of myself for doing. And I am still very much getting back into the swing of doing one-to-one work. And I felt really disconnected because suddenly I had zero energy I had zero motivation not just for the business stuff but for my other spiritual practices I found that the spiritual practices that I had done previously that would really support me that would allow me to ground just were not doing it anymore I had zero motivation to do them I had zero drive to do them when I would force myself to do them I wouldn't feel present I would be like, when is this going to be over? They wouldn't have the same kind of regulating or balancing or grounding effect. And I truly was so terrified that like, this is it. Like, this is my spirituality crumbling. And look at me, I've just become self-employed and my spirituality is my whole business. And now I'm a fraud and all of this stuff like really started spiraling. And I remember ringing Alex, my husband, and I said to him like, I'm really worried that I'm like not doing well mentally and I kind of described the stuff that I was feeling that I didn't feel motivated to do the business I didn't feel pushed to do any of it and he was like babe I think you're just burnt out and like the way that my neurodivergency functions we really think like it's masked my burnout and that I've just been piling more and more on and it's just been like Vicky doing her little hyperfixation stuff and it was very clear that I had hit a brick wall when it comes to stuff with the business and not necessarily like I needed help. I needed to actually like just stop, like I needed to pause and the same thing goes for my spirituality. And for once I actually fucking listened because usually I don't and I just push on through and I actually did listen this one time um this one time I promise it's not just going to be one time future Vicky and guides and stuff like I am planning on doing this on the rug 
So literally I was like, I'm just taking, taking some time off because I can do this. This is the whole reason I became self-employed is so I could do this when I needed to. And this was clearly a time that I needed to do it. And running alongside this, for folks who don't know, I'm also polyamorous. And um, me and Alex had kind of stopped dating for a bit because we were getting married. And if anyone has ever planned a wedding, it is absolutely terrifying and exhausting. And then we also needed a ton of time to like actually settle into being married and like decompress after like the most stressful time of our lives. And around this time, I also started dating. And that has also shifted my connection with Aphrodite and kind of being like, okay, maybe actually this is just a new phase of devotion that up until recently, it's been very focused on the larger community, on teaching and mentoring and supporting other people and teaching other people about her and, you know, supporting other devotees and other people who are intrigued about her themes and teaching people about her. And right now I am really called to like step back a little bit in my priestesshood slash being a worker for Aphrodite and that's not to say I'm stopping doing it it's not to say I'm stepping down but for the last few months I have very much been building kind of a different set of skills and the skills that I'm building recently have come from connecting with other people from being in relationship with other people and I'm learning a lot. That is, I know it will make its way into my business and into my priestesshood at some point, and it is already. But one of the things when I was thinking about coming back to the business, I was like, I'm still kind of navigating a new flavor of my priestesshood and a new phase of my devotion. And it feels inauthentic to suddenly be like, and now I'm going to be teaching about this or putting this out there or teaching in a very structured way, which is really not what my practice is right now and the same thing goes like with the business like I am going to be changing some stuff up because it hasn't been sustainable and it hasn't been sustainable for a really long time and I get the comment a lot like I don't know how you do it all I don't know how you and it's like I don't I'm struggling (laughs) I always will tell people like Please do not think that you should be doing business the way that I'm doing it. Don't look at what I'm doing and the amount of work that I do and think that's what you should be doing because I am overworked, not earning enough. And that's not like a judgment on me for the work that I am doing. I am not earning enough money. Like there's always going to be a point where like I'm putting in more time, putting in more effort and you may not be getting the same thing back. And whilst again, my business, it's not, about necessarily 100% about making money but also if this is now my full-time gig I also have to eat (laughs) I also have to eat I also have to pay the bills I also have obviously ongoing business costs um like the MMS platform and guest classes for that and like my website and you know meta fucking verified and my phone and like all of the other stuff that I also like personally need to pay for even outside of the business sense. And it's like something's kind of got to give. And this is very much, I feel like the time to do it. So I'm very much going to be trying to shift the pace of the business to make stuff a little bit more efficient. And also part of this, I am probably going to be closing my one-to-one books. I love doing one-to-one work and I feel like I do a lot of my best work in my one-to-one sessions. I get incredible feedback from them. And when I am in them, I absolutely love them. 
And they also take a lot of energy, physical energy, spiritual energy, emotional energy. I currently am struggling with the live work because a lot of times I don't have the space. I don't have the capacity. And right now, I don't really know whether it is lighting me up. While I'm actually in it, I love doing it. But then kind of in the aftermath and the before, it's like, this isn't really sparking joy in the same way. So my plan right now is to properly close my books and kind of do like drops of live one-to-one slots as and when I feel like it. The Dancing with the Divine stuff, that's still going to be going on because it's literally one of my best services and it's actually still very sustainable for me to do. And you may also see a little bit more like written work of mine popping up, whether that's written readings. I may be starting a substack to kind of give people like, you know, literally like $5 a month. But again, I'm very much trying to figure out what's actually sustainable for me right now. Speaking about um, sustainable work, I actually recorded that whole first bit of this episode like three weeks ago. And finished that last thing about sustainability and then was like, yeah, and I'm done right now. And I think that kind of really sums up where I'm at with my practice. Is that there is this inherent slowness that I feel is almost being like pushed upon me. As opposed to it being a choice. As opposed to there being balance. Or it's kind of like, damn, my my body and my inner witch is not necessarily choosing to slow down. I feel like we're being forced. And that is probably because I have not been listening and haven't been choosing it. And it's hard for me when I kind of describe what I've been going through in the last couple of months and I just like re-listened the first 20 minutes that was recorded a couple of weeks ago. It's really hard for me to not feel super guilty about perhaps not practicing what I've been preaching. Which again, I think anyone who is any kind of mentor or, you know, you kind of do any one-to-one or support sessions or anything like that, or you give advice, it is a lot easier to give that advice than to actually take it. And when we're actually dealing with our own issues, our own trauma, our own problems, it can be super challenging to take the advice or to do the thing that we know theoretically and philosophically that we can do or we are capable of or we teach to others and I feel like a couple of months ago I kind of felt like I was choosing slowness but it's become kind of clear that perhaps that hasn't been all that accurate and that maybe I've been kind of kidding myself. Having essentially all of the practices that I've been working months and years to build, to form, to kind of solidify this solid base of devotion to Aphrodite, of spirituality, when they just kind of dissolved in front of me and there was like this immediate block, I was really scared because I was terrified that like, yeah, oh, oh shit, is this gonna be it? And like, is my brain just checked out and I'm never going to be able to actually engage with this business again, which I mean, drama queen Vic, come on. But what I've realized is actually like my practice, while it doesn't look anything like it did say six months ago, my practice has become a lot more experiential. So like when I'm going on dates, I feel extremely connected to Aphrodite in a very similar way that I would when I was sitting at the altar praying or when I was doing a ritual to invoke her or anything like that. 
if anything, currently, it feels like I'm even more aligned with her energy when I'm actually experiencing the moment, the energy of love and lust and playfulness and magic and connection and all that good shit. I have been almost religiously going down to this spot in the forest local to me. A forest that I don't even know has a name. Like, it's a gorgeous little woods, but I can't find a name for it anywhere. And I have, over the last couple of months especially, really been in deep connection with this forest in general, but like this particular path that I walk and the routine that I have when I walk it. And now it's currently coming to the end of mushroom season. So seeing all the fungi popping up and the leaves changing colors. I'm like, I've been going down to this spot in the forest for about a year, but in the last three or four months, it has been so nourishing and restorative for me to go to this particular spot. And especially seeing the transition of this spot of nature throughout the whole year has just been incredibly connective and grounding. And yet there was also this part of me that was like, my practice cannot just be going down to a river. <laughs> like, there has to be more than that. And it's also like, does that? <laughs> like, so I feel like almost um, I've kind of got wrapped up in perhaps being worried about the perception of my practice, even when others aren't there. Perhaps the perception that my practice isn't serious, isn't legitimate if I'm not doing formal spell work and rituals am I really a witch all of these kind of completely false <laughs> narratives bouncing around my head and don't get me wrong even though I am I'm not really in that space anymore I actually understand actually no going down to the forest and sitting with the spirit of that forest yes that's that that is your spirituality that gets to be your spirituality and also leaning into the thing of like that's just right now and I think previously I was very much like, yeah, my practice, you know, goes through changes and there'll be different stuff that I'm interested in. And, you know, maybe kind of some periods where I'm very, very active in spell work and some periods where I'm not, but then I may be doing more research. And it's always kind of been like, yes, there's, there's flux and there's fluidity within this, this kind of method of operating within my practice. And this is the first time I really feel like I've stepped out of that completely. And it has been very disorienting. This is all to say that my spirituality has never had this dramatic a jump, especially from a point of being incredibly established. So if you're kind of listening to this and you're like, yes, I can resonate, then I really feel like you will probably enjoy season two of the show. My plan for season two currently, whilst also giving tons of wiggle room to make sure that I have flexibility and it feels joyful and fun and playful and I actually look forward to recording episodes and making content in a sustainable way. I'm really probably going to be focusing on more of my own um, personal experiences, if you will, perhaps some more personal musings as opposed to I'm going to talk about this particular facet of magic. I'm sure there's going to be stuff dropped in there here and there. But I really feel like actually perhaps the best method and the best kind of use of this platform is to increase transparency in folks going through it because I truly am in my own way. <laughs> and almost kind of building capacity and resilience for me to kind of sit and accept where I'm at right now. 
because that has been something that I have always adored about the Aphrodisian witch is that sometimes it can be a processing tool for me. And if that can also support other people and can allow other people to feel seen and heard and validated, like, wow, what a fantastic fucking gift. I think the last three or four months, I have had such delightful experiences outside of my business. And I have felt like I've been really having an impact on the people that I'm connecting with, whether that is in a romantic sense with like poly stuff, whether that is in a platonic sense or people in my local community, or like I've also been doing quite a bit of a cult training and trying to get a little bit more involved with in-person stuff around here, which is difficult um, being neurodivergent and like kind of, I'm not like, which is difficult being neurodivergent and disabled and kind of socially awkward and anxious and stuff, um, but I am trying my best. Um, I have realized that actually my business is just one particular area that I can make an impact. So having these experiences and connecting with people outside of a mentoring space, outside of a teaching space, outside of a space on Instagram has allowed me to realize that actually, yeah, it's not even just that I'm a really good mentor. I'm, I'm a good friend. Like I'm a good partner. <laughs> and seeing the impact that I can actually have in those other areas that are not specifically just my business has been really, really kind of groundbreaking for me. Because I feel like I kind of got into this headspace that my purpose was to help people through the business. And while I do feel like the business can be a vehicle for me to support others, for me to give back to the collective and the community, it also has to be sustainable for me, the person running the business. <laughs> and it's also just one part of it. It's not everything. It's not the whole thing. Because I've tried it being the whole thing and clearly it's not fucking sustainable. It's not. When I've kind of dipped in and out on online because also like currently there's like fucking genocide happening. <laughs> you know, like it's intense being online. So I really have not been online and I've been trying to do some more stuff offline. When I have been dipping in and out and I've been seeing how other spiritual creators and business owners, like I actually feel like a lot of us are getting burnt out. You know, many of us started these businesses 2020, 2021, and there has been a bit of a shift in like the online space of, you know, and this is nothing new of, you know, feeling like you have to turn every single thing that you enjoy into a hustle. And actually you can just enjoy stuff. And being a small business owner isn't the be all and end all. And you do deserve to have stability. You do deserve to be able to shut off your brain when you leave work. And yes, there are many perks to having a small business. And I do feel incredibly grateful to be able to make my money doing something that I love. And if I carried on at the same pace that I was before I took a break, it wouldn't have been doing something that I love. Like, that's how close I was. Like, I was on the path to resenting this business. It's like, this business is dedicated to Aphrodite. <laughs> like, I cannot slip into resentment. And me maintaining my connection with the spirit of the business, me maintaining my connection with my audience, with my students, with my clients, with my listeners, in a sustainable way, that is actually like a massive priority for me. And I'm also settling into the knowledge that like, 
I do desperately need to separate some parts of my spirituality in the business because when I felt like the burnout with the business, I'm not really sure what came first. I feel like the business burnout came first. And then I realized that actually there was quite a lot of spiritual burnout going on that was kind of coinciding. But because a lot of this is intertwined, even say, for example, like there's been a daily ritual I've been doing, I think basically since like May when I came back from South Africa. Um, and it's one of the things that I'm going to be teaching in the initiation of MMMS, which has also massively changed. That will be another like another topic for another episode. Because I was like, this is such an impactful ritual and I want my students to be able to connect to Aphrodite in this particular way. And it was something that I would, that I not even was, I am still incredibly proud of because it's a really gnarly ritual and it's ceremonial, which is not really me, but it works so fucking well. Because that was intertwined with the business, it's like, oh, okay, well that's gone as well. Like the motivation for that has stopped. And so I definitely need to work out how I can create some better boundaries around specific parts of my spirituality that are nothing to do with my business so that when I do want to take a break from business stuff, that I do have parts of my spirituality that I can actually retreat to if they still feel good. So the last, I would say like month or two have really been about me getting back to basics. I am spending a little bit more time journaling. I am spending a little more time going through the foundations of practice. I am surprisingly reading quite a bit of beginner material and being like, cool. If I was like just approaching my craft right now and not like 11, 12 years in, how would this actually support me? And still some stuff doesn't at all and that's okay. But it's also been interesting approaching it from, I feel almost like quite a humble place. I feel very humbled over the last three or four months. Um, because yeah, the burnout snuck up on me and it freaked me out because I did not see it coming. And the typical markers of spiritual burnout had completely shifted and maybe I'd been ignoring them for, for quite a while. I'm returning to, yeah, reconnecting with my local environment to starting to form like what does my practice actually look like right now how is my practice going to look moving forward like what hopes do I actually have for my practice how can I find that really delicate balance of yes showing up online and yes showing up for my students in MMS and also showing up for myself for my inner witch my ancestors for the land around me I have found myself returning to my reason why I started this business. My reason why was not to be an influencer. My reason why was not to earn a particular amount of money or reach particular goals with how many students I have taught and all this stuff. The reason why I started this business is because it felt good. It felt good to pursue this path. It felt right, it felt aligned. And somewhere along the road, the balance has been thrown off. Now, I think I may have mentioned this earlier. I may have actually trailed off and not finished my sentence. Um, But yeah, it seems like quite a lot of small spiritual business owners are also going through a similar thing. 
um, I have been so out of alignment with even like my astrology practice that usually I could be like, okay, let me check the transits. And right now I'm like, eh, if anyone has any, <laughs> anyone has any ideas why this weird spiritual business stuff may be happening, um, whether that's like astrologically or whatever, like please drop me a DM. I'd love to hear your, your thoughts. Um, because it has seemed to be a lot of us are struggling. A lot of us seem to have hit a wall, a bit of a lull in our, in how we actually feel in our connection with our businesses. So this is also you and you're like, yeah, fuck man. I also feel really thrown off. I invite you to consider your reason why, because that's been something that's been really grounding for me is returning back to the reason why I actually started this business. And that why is allowed to change but really focusing on like, what am I actually hoping to get out of this? And also making sure to like check in with your team so it's not just all in your fucking anxious head, which is more so a message for myself than it is for you, dear listener. Check in with the deities that you work with. Check in with your ancestors. Check in with the land around you. Check in with the spirit of connection with your inner witch. Know that Sometimes you don't actually understand why you're being told something and that doesn't mean that you should just ignore it. And again, all of this is easier said than done. But I'm hoping that as I've kind of come out of this uh, hermit era, that I step into this, this new chapter of the business, the new chapter of the podcast on season two, hopefully getting a little bit more personal content, hopefully in a little bit more sustainable way, really explaining my own experiences um, and kind of what I've been going through, and also giving lots of space for flexibility, for play, for the ebbs and flow of life, (laughs) which has been a theme which I've been very reminded of this last couple of months. I also feel like this probably is going to be a new chapter for the business. I probably will be scaling back some stuff. I may be shifting around MMMS, I do have some plans coming up soon, which I'm very excited about. And I hope that you are. So please stay tuned. I do think I will probably be maybe doing a couple more rituals because that does feel very exciting and very aligned. Um, Expect to see a little bit more written work from me, like I mentioned earlier. And yeah, I'm probably going to be closing my one-to-one live books for a little bit just to make stuff a little bit more sustainable. And who knows? Who the fuck knows? I don't fucking know. So that's kind of a very brief summary of of where I've been at. It has been very intense. I have taken a lot of different paths that then I've realized, actually, no, I don't want that. And then I've taken another one and been like, actually, no, I don't want that either. And in the past, I probably would have slipped into beating myself up and resenting myself for being like that. But I feel like I'm in a space in my life where I can just be like, actually, like, this is part of it. This is part of it. And whatever happens, I will be okay. I'll be okay. And so will you. I hope this was a interesting start to season two of Not Another Witch podcast. I hope I can keep it up. (laughs) And yeah, I'm kind of excited to be back. I think. Speak to me in a couple of weeks and I might have a whole different story, but hopefully not because we're going to be doing this a tad more balanced. That's all from me. I invite you to share this podcast. Uh, Check out MMMS if you're like, actually, yeah, 
I do want to see all the shit that you've been you've been overworking for because there is a ton of information on there. Um, like I, it's a massive library of magical resources. So if you are curious about working with me in a more one-to-one capacity in learning alongside a fantastic group of magical initiates and students and explorers and cool people, come and join us at MMMS. Listen to the rest of the episodes, follow the podcast, rate the podcast five stars, just do the podcasty stuff and stay tuned. Thank you for being here for the ride with me. I will speak to you soon. See ya.